Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number four of VSIN Bet Centers. We're getting you all set for NFL Week One. Big Sunday coming up tomorrow across the network here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, right now as well. We're tracking all the late uh, chaos and the various calamities going on in the college football world at the moment. Jeff Parles alongside Ben Wilson with you. It's been a lot of fun here on a, a busy Saturday night of college football. A couple of quick, quick updates, and we'll go back to the NFL. Uh, Jeff. I don't. I don't. I, I don't believe what I just saw. There we go. I do not believe what I just saw in tally. We're uh, at the Doke. We so we've already seen ten different double-digit point spread to underdogs cover. A couple of one outright, and add another to that tally down in Tallahassee, Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks down 17-14. Jeff from their what their own 41-yard line yep. with 10 seconds left. Execute. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but they just a long pass play. They, they basically, throw, <laughs> it, I mean, it looked like just a routine touchdown pass. They throw a pass wide receiver catches the ball inside the 10 in the middle of about three defenders and basically cuts inside waltzes his way into the end zone. Walk off touchdown. Jacksonville state is a 26 and a half point dog goes into Tallahassee and wins outright at Florida state. You what, can't make this up. What a disaster for Mike Norvell and company after Last week, a great fourth quarter to force overtime. And he had the weird scenario where he decided to ice his own kicker, which was not great. And How the whatever, tables have turned. Whatever, you lose a close game to a good to a, to yeah. a preseason top ten team. Nothing wrong with that. You cannot lose to Jacksonville State at home. No, you no, no, no. You no, especially no. cannot lose to them at home in that fashion. So, uh. 
Mackenzie, like Mackenzie Milton, after, he was, all, he was okay. after all the great Cinderella storylines last week, 18 to 33, only throws for 133 yards, so a touchdown and a pick. And this game uh, ends the, the quarterback for Jacksonville State, Zarek Cooper, 59 yard touchdown. Damon Filiad Johnson, his only catch of the game, 59 yards, touchdown. Pretty good time for his first catch I and would, only catch uh, of the game, man. Pretty I good. Say that's that's not half bad. As far as other scores, Vanderbilt has finally scored, Jeff, but they still trail Colorado State 14-7. That's early third quarter right now. It's a the horrible game. The, game. The game <laughs> it is horrible. It's a horrible the game you game. took an in-game under on after San Diego State scored three touchdowns in the first seven minutes. Aztecs 35, Arizona 7 in Tucson, early third quarter. There. So I'm, 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 I'm in big trouble yeah, there. What is your number? I'm in big trouble. I have 18 and a half to play with. Ooh, all right. And you got 18 minutes left in the game. So I'm the, I, 18, minutes, 18 minutes left in the game? Uh, more than that. I'm sorry. I was, was going to say. We're in hour four. Uh, we have 27 <laughs> minutes. I'm bad. All right. I was going to say, if I had 18 minutes to, eight minutes to go in a game and eight, 18 and a half to play with, I'd be in good shape. All right. I'll t- in seven minutes, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, good now. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. Let's just keep the score right here. B- BYU 16, Utah 7 at the half. Yeah. In the, uh, in the Holy War, BYU is a seven-point home dog getting it done so far. Yeah, Charlie Brewer has been very mediocre for the Utes, uh, the Baylor transfer. And good on Jaron Hall. Look, Jaron Hall has, uh, if you're looking at yards per attempt, it's been an ugly night, 93 yards and 18 pass attempts, but hasn't turned the ball over, made big throws in the red zone for two touchdowns. And BYU, again, BYU right now a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, right now, uh, up by nine at halftime. Ben, this is just another one in the line in the line for Utah, where the expectations get ratcheted up a little bit, and they come up small. We saw it at the end of the season two years ago, where they got steamed in that Pac-12 title game against Oregon and got pummeled. They yeah. were one of the bigger favorites in the bowl season against Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Game was not even competitive. And look, every time it seems, and, and I like Kyle Whittingham. I think he's done a tremendous job there. But it seems like every time in the Whittingham era when the expectations, and again, there's there's still the fourth or fifth betting favorite in the Pac-12 going into this, but seems to be a wide-open conference, you're shrinking your biggest rivalry game in the first half so far. Not what you want to see. And they are they are laying six and a half, the halftime line, this game at the half, but down by nine, 16 to seven. Meanwhile, it's, it's a pseudo-upset alert in a couple of different games. Arizona State as a near 35-point favorite against UNLV. The, the Rebs, almost said running Rebels. They are not running on the football field, only on the basketball court. Down 14-10, the Rebels are. Arizona State, though, this has been a tight game to this point. They are laying 14 for the second half, so you get them up to minus 18 for the game. But a tight game so far, Arizona State, after a win over FCS opponent Southern Utah last week, struggling with the Rebs up four at the half. And Stanford, 14, USC 7. USC's kicker ejected on the opening kickoff for targeting. <laughs> and uh, David Shaw, just as everybody was ready, all the jokes made, and we were ready to say, all right, this guy, surely he can't, he can't survive another year. Well, here they are, 17.5-point road underdogs going to the Coliseum. And Clay Helton's guys down 14-7 uh, live, Jeff. They are uh, USC still laying 6.5, but you got to be worried if you're a Trojan fan. Uh, yeah, look, for USC, this is this is exactly the performance you did not this want to vintage see. vintage Clay Helton. Where, again, he, again, it seems to be a wide-open Pac-12. Your in-city rival seems to be a legitimate team for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. in UCLA. And a total egg laid in this first half. By the way, I, I, the reason the reason I'm looking down on my phone screen here is I'm trying to figure out if it's worth actually betting UNLV in the second half. 
That's how, that that's that's the part of the night we've reached right now, Ben. Uh, our producer Wyatt Tomchek, a UNLV alum, told us do not bet UNLV. You're getting thirty-four and a half. You're, you looks like you're walking to the finish. You, you, <laughs> they take a nice little stroll to the finish line on the thirty-four and a half. Uh, well, a lot of game to go. That's all I'm going to say for a UNLV program that has not won a game in the Marcus Arroyo tenure now in uh, in year two. <laughs> Only other game, by the way, the Pac-12 after dark. Oregon stayed up twenty-four-seven on Hawaii. Their mid. Second quarter, Oregon goes off. They got some late money up to 11 or 11 and a half. So the chase game, Jeff, a lot of people yeah, back in that, the beeves. Yeah, that, look, look, that Hawaii team we saw two weeks ago. Uh, UCLA, I don't even think, played particularly well, and it was still a blowout. I think there's going to be a rough season there for the Rainbow Warriors. And Oregon State again. Uh, Jonathan Smith at least instilling the right culture there in Corvallis. Yeah, and look, a Hawaii team that uh, gives up 35 to Portland State at home last week. They get the win, but there's a, a defense that has not been able to stop uh, anybody much at all so far this year. The one-and-one one Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, one of the few teams who have played two games coming into what is week two in the college football season. All right, let's go back to the NFL. Still a number of games to get to in our final hour of the show as we get you set for week one. The Sunday slate tomorrow. We'll sneak in a couple games quickly here, Jeff. I, I, brought up, I bring up two games that I, I don't have much conviction on. Maybe you do. A couple of games aligned at three and really dominated by, at least in one game, the injury front, mm-hmm. and that is in Indianapolis, where Seattle is now up to a three-point favorite, at least in the in most of the contests. As far as the the actual market, Jeff, same deal. Total of eh, right around 48.5, 49.5, but considering what we know, and that is Indianapolis opened this summer as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, Carson Wentz has foot surgery, immediately flips to Seattle one-and-a-half. Carson Wentz announces he's coming back, and what happens? Well, the line keeps going up towards Seattle, now up to three at this spot, but without likely Quentin Nelson. He's already been ruled out for the game tomorrow. Is there any any way you can have any confidence backing the Colts, even with the line move going that way, and even the fact that you're a home dog in week one? Ben, this is another one of those games that got a big giant X through it when I was going through it. So Did you make the literal X? Oh, yeah, it, it, right across, 100%. But look, look at that. Here, here's what I'll tell you, Ben. Indianapolis, I'm not as high on as other people are. And I wasn't that high on them last year, and they did get into the playoffs with a good 11-5 season. But Carson Wentz just might be bad at this point. And we won't know this until we see him back with the Frank Reich, who was, of course, his coordinator when Wentz had the MVP caliber season before the ACL tear. And, of course, we know what happened. Nick Foles leads the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship. But that offensive line, Eric Fisher is not playing in this game still. And Quentin Nelson, questionable, uh, by we, the way. We expect Nelson to play, but again, limited. still questionable, yeah. limited in the last few practices. Again, it's not like Seattle's defense is a juggernaut by any stretch, but no. that's a problem when if your whole left side of the line may not be playing, especially when and you're talking about... The guy who was so bad without any protection well, last year. Well, and also, of course, you're talking about the best left guard in football, Nelson. And you're talking about Eric Fisher, who, even though he's had his problems uh, in the past, has still turned into a nice, consistent left tackle. Uh, over the years. So this is a no play. If you made me bet it, I would lay with Seattle. Even though, again, Ben, you remember, if you're going to get the Seahawks, it's easier to get them early in the year because they seem to sleepwalk through early season games. Case in point, two years ago, week one against Cincinnati, who legitimately was the worst team in the league by the end of the year, they beat by one point at home. They're on the road here, and they lose games early in the season on the road. I, to your point, I don't have a good read on, on the Seattle team right now. I'm, I'm not as high as some others are, but I know a number of people, a lot of people who think, all right, they're not making the playoffs. And I, look, I think week one, I still, there's a number of teams where I still want to see what, what they look like. And Seattle is one of those teams, partly as well. If you're betting this now, 
mean, you've had so many opportunities, if you followed this throughout the summer, to get in on Seattle that I just don't like, from a value perspective, having to no, lay three. No, I agree. I just wouldn't do it. So this is a no play for me in any, uh, in any, in any case. Uh, a similar game where I'm not going to play it. Another game that has seen a line move here mm-hmm. down to, uh, at least this actually to the home team, is in Cincinnati. Vikings mm-hmm. now laying three. Uh, that's, uh, that's how that closes in a lot of the contests. You look at, from the market-wide perspective, I see some juiced threes maybe closer to moving to three and a half and at least in a couple spots on Minnesota. But Jeff, unlike, unlike the case of Indianapolis where there are legitimate injuries, there are not any injuries for Minnesota. This line, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, this seems to be all just baked in on all the negative, negative media and press we've seen around the the Kirk Cousins saga and his refusal to get vaccinated and the the knowledge that in the scope of the NFL season, that means he's going to be in a much tougher spot and much more in a higher likelihood of a spot to potentially miss games. Having said that, I don't know how that really applies to this game in particular. So I really don't get why people are running to the window to bed Cincinnati when you know Cousins is going to play. Well, well, you just Am I act- missing something here. Look, look, you just saw it actually at Circa go back to minus three, minus one twenty on Minnesota. So you're starting to see the worm turn a little bit there. Yeah. I like this game over because Minnesota's defense to me is mediocre. Cincinnati's defense we know is terrible. And they're without their best core, and they're without their two best corners this week. Forty-seven. You, you, you have Eli Apple against Justin Jefferson this week. That's not a recipe for success, and it probably means points. So I like this game over. I think both teams are going to score. You worried at all about Burrow coming back? No, the Chase I, drops I think, issue for, I think, for I, the Bengals I, in the preseason. I, 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 Jamar, Jamar Chase will be fine, and more Fair. than anything with Burrow, it's just a matter of he got it in that preseason game. It was important for him to at least take a hit or two. It will be fine. I like this game over. No play for me. I think this could be kind of a weird back and forth game. On the other side, we'll continue to break down the remaining NFL games on the week one card. Having a lot of fun Saturday night here on VEASAN Bet Center. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Our NFL Week previews roll along as we get you set. It's now, Jeff, if you're on the East Coast with us, NFL Sunday. Happy yes, Sunday to you. It's only 9.15 for us go, here on the baby. West Coast. Let's but go. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, it's over 12 hours. Let's go. The games kick off. Let's go. Let us go. And uh, we are getting through all the games have a few more to get to. We'll have our best bets as well. Talk some survivor strategy. Talk some teaser strategy here over the next 45 minutes. But one game that uh, will be, I, I think I'm looking forward to one of the marquee games. It will be our main late game on the card tomorrow. Cleveland Browns going into Kansas City. Rematch of the divisional game that was quite a doozy last year. Kansas City, if you remember, got bet up to playing 10 in that game. Cleveland covering but not winning, of course. 22-17 as the Chiefs moved on to the AFC title game. Well, here we are, Jeff, and, and the Browns with a lot of a lot of hype around them. Many people very bullish. You and I both. We each have tickets on the Browns to win the AFC North this year. That was the only futures bet I made. But they go into Kansas City, catching six, six and a half most of the week. We've seen that come down, down to at least in some spots now. Uh, Jeff, you're seeing even fives behind us at Circa, five and a halfs in a lot of other spots. I know a lot of smart people are on this game on the Cleveland side, Jeff. But at, at what point does this get out of hand, down to down to five in, in a matchup like this? That, Again, considering when these two teams met six months ago, it was Chiefs by 10. Uh, well, look, I, you look at this game, and uh, Ben, I really do think if the refs got the call right at the goal line with the blatant helmet-to-helmet hit by Sorensen that they missed, Cleveland is in the AFC Championship game, and Buffalo's in the Super Bowl against Tampa. 
Uh, for for me on this game, I'm I stayed off because the side I would want is Cleveland. But Patrick Mahomes has never lost in September, and Patrick Mahomes has been dominant early in seasons. And now, yes, I understand the Super Bowl hangover for the loser, all that, all that jazz. I understand that, but it's Patrick Mahomes at home in a premium slot, the 4:25 Eastern kick. This is just I, I can't I can't bring myself to bet Cleveland, even though that is the side I would bet here. Total is interesting because this is a to- it totally mm-hmm. depends on who you like. If you like Cleveland, you got to bet it under. If you like Kansas City, you bet the thing over. Uh, just because if the game's played at Cleveland's pace, it will likely be an under game just because if the Browns are in this and it's tight, it's because Cleveland just took the air out of the ball and ran it a whole bunch and with that 54 and a half. Right. Highest total on the board as well, up up to the 54 and a half. Say this, this too, you think about it as well from a Cleveland pacing perspective. A lot of the, the COVID, we've talked about too, the COVID issues and just the potential implications for a number of these teams. We've seen it affect Kansas City this week. And for Tyron Matthew, Jeff, that's something still waiting to to be cleared for this game. And it, basically the the thought is he would not play. Now you could see, again, we're going to have to wait till tomorrow morning to get official word on Matthew. In addition to him, Frank Clark, we've, we've heard Steve Spagnuolo come out this week and say he's if he plays, it's going to be on a limited basis. He's questionable coming in. It's not what you want, nope. Jeff. And they're, they're going to start Nick Bolton, the second-round draft pick, the rookie out of Mizzou, who you and I both covered in our time in Columbia. Really good player. Good, good college but player. that's a tough ask to step in middle linebacker against one of the best offensive lines in football in Cleveland, a team that was so efficient, especially with the, with the dual-headed ground game that we know. So I do worry a little bit about that on, on the Kansas City side. And for the people that also are saying, look, all right, you're going into Arrowhead in the, for the full crowd for the first time. Keep in mind, back in January, it was as, as full as any stadium that we saw in that divisional round. Like Baker Mayfield in the offense, I don't really worry about them be, being in a spot like that. You have to consider, too, that for them, you will have Odell Beckham. He comes in questionable into this game. J.C. Treader, one of the main guys on the O-line, questionable, as does the kicker, Chase McLaughlin. So, but seems like he's going to give it a go uh, with a hamstring strain for him. The, when it gets down to five, like that, that feels a little bit out of control to me, Jeff, and a little bit, a little bit too Tough. much of a move. I did play this in the contest at six for Cleveland. It just feels like a one-score game. I, I really do trust with, especially with Kevin Stefanski as a game manager. I, I, I feel like it's a game where he, he will have the ability to keep this one tight. And I don't see uh, Kansas City with a lot of their defensive issues. And keep in mind the fact that they, <laughs> they sort of outperformed expectations in some spots. They were the best third down or third uh, quarter defense last year. That's something that's probably going to regress the season for Kansas City. And and I, I just I don't see, especially with the ruthless nature of Cleveland's rushing attack, I get you know, I, I don't really want to touch the total because I could see Cleveland putting up some points. It's just a matter of how quickly do they do that with their general pacing, Jeff. So I don't want to touch the total, but I, I like Cleveland. I don't want I didn't want to tease this game because with with the volatility of Kansas City when you're talking about a high total and a team as you mentioned, like with Patrick Mahomes moving the ball. Even though 12 seems like a pretty safe play to make, and even now, you know, 11 or 11 and a half, there is a world in which Cleveland can play this game very, very well and very closely, and Kansas City still wins by 14. That wouldn't surprise either of us, would it? No, look, again, that's that's the problem with betting against Patrick Mahomes. Like, if, if you're, it, it, do it at your own peril. And, very good point, and, yeah. and look, the one other thing, too, it, it's a totally new offensive line for Kansas City. After that debacle in the Super Bowl, where they could not block at all, and that's why they got pummeled in that game. Totally new offensive line. I'm curious to see how they work against, again, we expect Jadavian Clowney had an illness that was not COVID earlier in the week. It looks like he's going to be able to go. Miles Garrett is your 
is the number two favorite or favorite in some books to win defensive player of the year going into the year. How does that new look offensive line handle Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney opposite sides? Yes, I understand Clowney's not in the same league as Garrett, but I do expect him to look a little bit more like the elite player that he was early in his career and coming out of South Carolina on the opposite side of Garrett. So I'm curious to see how Kansas City handles that defense of Cleveland that I think is going to be pretty darn good this I year. I think it ben. will be too. I'm, I'm in on them. I, the only thing you worry about, there's always the teams that get tons of offseason love without really the pedigree yeah, and flop. Yeah, but, but, it, but, but we it, both feel pretty confident. But, it's we, a little, but this is very different than 2019, Ben. Because in 2019, Cleveland had never shown us anything other than playing four good, about six good games down the stretch. And this year, at least, we saw it last year. They made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. They were very close to winning in Arrowhead in the playoffs. Yes, I understand Mahomes left the game and it was Chad Henney. But still, if they won that game, this is a completely different conversation. And Cleveland may very well be on the same level as Buffalo in the futures market. So, again, it's it's a tough one. I just don't like betting against Mahomes anytime. I, I especially don't like doing it this early. That, look, season. that was my last contest selection. Fifth That's one. fine. Fair enough. Fifth, they, made, they made the card. Uh, and I, I'm not going to bet, bet this outright or put it in a teaser. But, I, look, I, I think this will be a great game. It will live up, I think, at least uh, to the hype tomorrow. Another game that I think has already built up a lot of hype, and that is in New England where we see Mac Jones make his NFL debut. Miami Dolphins come to town, and this has been a, a line that has been heavily bet even though it's it's kind of gone in a differing direction so far, Jeff, we actually saw the Dolphins go down to just a two-and-a-half-point underdog earlier in the week. That That is when it seemed like a lot of people felt like the buy sign was there for New England because in a lot of shops, at least in Nevada, up to three-and-a-half or heavily juiced threes at this point. And in a couple of the contests, this was interesting too. Circa, New England favored by three-and-a-half. The Westgate Super Contest, the other big contest in town, only Patriots by three. Seems like while the line has moved in both ways, Jeff, it does seem like the majority of both the public and the smart bettors out there are, are kind of in lockstep on this one looking for the New England side. Look, at three, it's a play for, for New England. I, again, the three and a half is where this gets difficult. Now, now, look, I understand it's Mac Jones' first career start. I understand New England's coming off the worst year they've had in 20 years. They get players back. All the opt-outs last year make New England a much better team than they were a year ago going into this. And, Ben, I've said it all summer. I'm not a buyer into Tua Tungavailoa. I don't think he's any good. And I think Miami's going to struggle to move the ball in this game. And Miami's defense, Ben, I, and, and, and I like Brian Flores as coach. I think he's a really good coach. They overachieved last year. But that defense scored so many points and forced so many turnovers. That led to points on top of scoring their own touchdowns. Like I said, it's not sustainable. It's not a sustainable thing year to year. So, I, New England in this spot at home, I like the Patriots laying three. Once with the once you put the hook on the New England side, it gets a lot more difficult because New England by three is obviously a logical it, final it, it here. Is, it is. Look, and to back that up, what you said on Miami, number one red zone defense last year, number one third down defense last year. Right. One or one or more takeaways in every single game last year. Really hard metrics to sustain. Year after year, and I'll say this: like, I, I'm a little higher, I think, than most on on Miami. But again, this is from a season-long perspective. In a matchup like this, this goes back to continuity and trying to rotate in new guys. I think George Godsey is going to be great for Tua. I really do. I think his with, with him as a play caller, he's going to put Tua in really good spots. Keeping in mind as well, you bring in some some players where I, I like what they did in the draft, and you bring in 
a guy like Jalen Waddle, that I think will be the perfect partner for, for two. And I think they're going to have a really good season together. Keep in mind, Will Fuller suspended for week one, so he will not play tomorrow. But with Will Fuller as well, this remember, this is a wide receiver core that was by far the worst when it came to wide receiver separation from their defenders last year. So I'm higher on Miami overall, Jeff. But when you consider that fact for this first game against the New England, as you mentioned, the defense is ramped up. I think they're going to be much better this season. Hard for me to see them going into Foxborough and winning. I didn't play this game, but again, it was what you said. This this could easily be New England by three, but it's it is it's hard for me to picture a world in which Miami goes into Foxborough and wins this game, even with Jones as a rookie. Yeah, look again, it's uh it's a different, a little bit of a different era though. Again, Miami much better, much much better coach than they've been in the past. All right, we're gonna get to our best bets up next. Also, update you on some as always the late Saturday night chaos in college football. There's a couple games we have to talk about up next here on Beeson Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSN.com. Final half hour of the show on what's been a very fun VSN Bet Center. New launch here of our of our new new programming lineup, Jeff. It's been a blast so far. Great to hang out for look four hours on a college football Saturday night Not talking CFB and NFL. I can't we can't complain. Jeff Parles uh, next to me, Ben Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get back to the NFL and some of our best bets, Jeff, there's some issues going on. We have issues. With some <laughs> of the results. We are potentially 20 minutes and 11 seconds of game time in Fort Collins, Jeff, away from Steve Adazio potentially being fired on the spot because Vanderbilt has come back. Down 14-7. They have come back and taken a 21-14 lead on the road in Fort Collins. This, uh, to, to put it lightly, Jeff, this would be an abominable loss. I know it's an SEC you're being, team. You're being polite. You're being polite. I'm being very polite. You're being Steven. polite. This has been an absolute, as you, to steal a phrase from you, Jeff, an unmitigated disaster you, for Colorado you, State. You, you, this just can't happen the way this is happening as a, for Colorado also, State. the move, too, from one Favored for Colorado State up to seven, and uh, that move not looking good right now. And then Colorado State at 325 yards of offense in the first half and could only muster 14 points. Can't happen. Can't happen. So, look. Look, they 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 really they was a bad hire to hire Adazio, especially how he left Boston College with all the issues there, and immediately Boston College becomes a pretty real team with Halfley, uh, even though they really messed around today against UMass and didn't cover, but. Look, uh, I, I, you and I were talking about this. Uh, at three and a half, it's a little bit different because it was mostly two and a half while while we were on break. Yeah, down to two and a half in, at, in the Nevada market. Yeah, yeah. Well. Look, look at three and a half. They maybe you look at Colorado State if it's less than three, maybe just outright them because I just don't see a scenario where they lose by less than a field goal. If they're losing this game, they lose by a field goal or more. So that would be the only way to play it. But again, this game is. Not the two two bad teams, and for Colorado State to potentially lose this game. And again, it's weird to say this about the Power Five team, but Vanderbilt's just brutally horrible. bad, horrible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 not going well. Um, 
By the way, you have your in-game bet, San Diego State, Arizona, 38-7. This has been a beatdown for the Aztecs, but you have an in-game under. You're hanging on for dear life right yeah, now. Yeah, I, 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 I have under 60-and-a-half, and I was ahead in the last commercial break. It was 58-and-a-half, well, so I'm ahead by down. two points. All right, you're, you're hanging in there in that game. Speaking of also just abominable performances, USC is giving up 10 yards per play to the Stanford offense at halftime. Down 21 10. I mean, look, if this is not peak Clay Helton, Clay Helton in a nutshell, I don't know what is against the Stanford team that was embarrassed last weekend against Kansas State. Right now at the half, you have five minutes left if you want to bet this. Seeing mostly in the market tens, you had to lay, you'd have to lay 10 with USC, so favored by one for the game. It's a little, obviously those numbers are a little bit off there at, uh, at, at what we're showing at DraftKings. Total of 28 and a half. Can you really make it make a case I, for USC no, here? I, I can't. I, look, I, the box score says Stanford should win this game. So if anything, take Stanford, pick them right now. Like again, like if it, it, we're, it, obviously the old phrase, fool, fool me, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We're we're, we're we're at about a thousand times with Clay Helton. So I, look, I, again, USC at this point gets everything they deserve by keeping him around. He's a eighth year. He, yeah, it's, How? it's, it's insane How? that he's How still he there. In his eighth year? And, and also, too, now that you see UCLA, again, we knew it was going to take time. Chip Kelly inherited a mess there at UCLA. And look, it's through, again, it's very early. Things could change. USC could come back and win this game and get on a hot streak because that schedule is not intimidating until they go to say, well, I guess Utah. But Utah's losing right now to BYU and doesn't look good in that process. At Notre Dame, like, again, the schedule's not overly intimidating until the back end. So, look, uh, I, just a bad performance all the way around by USC. And, and, and nothing's bettable in the second half. Nothing is better. I agree with you. Nothing bettable in the second half. Also, the other Pac-12 team struggling. Arizona State still up just 14-10 on UNLV. They're now almost Yikes. halfway through the third quarter. This has been a brutal uh, effort from Herm Edwards' guys. is a near 35-point favorite in this spot. And the, you, you feel like you're just, you know, stealing money if you, uh, if you took USC, or I should say UNLV. Uh, at this point, if you were brave enough to take one of the worst teams in all of FBS who have uh, yet to win a game under Marcus Arroyo now in his second year, now they are punting right now, but uh, they're, they're going to walk home to a cover. Again, we'll keep you posted on anything for any late developing items for the next uh, 20 minutes or so in the show, but let's get to Jeff, our best bets, and also combine this into a little bit of a survivor strategy as well for week one. We have just a couple games left to preview as uh, we'll, we'll flash up uh, our, our picks here in a moment. Uh, but I've, we've talked about just about uh, all of these, Jeff, except for one contest play mm-hmm. for me, and it's a contest play that you and I, we both share, and we're both going against the grain, so we'll bring it up right now, and that is the G-Man. You see him right there. Also, if the Rams lose outright, uh, Jeff. I, it, oh, you're in a lot of trouble if the Rams lose. Or if the Rams win by one, you're in trouble there. That is how the math works on that as well. Yes, I have teased both sides of the Washington Charger game. Cardinals, Texans, Raiders, Texans, Cardinals. I went with a separate teaser as well. Survivor with the Rams. We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But look, Browns, Texans, Cardinals, Washington, we've already covered, at least for my contest plays. Giants plus three, though. And Jeff, we have seen this go from one and a half on, on the Denver Broncos side throughout much of the summer up to three really up to two and a half when Teddy Bridgewater was announced the starting quarterback. Now it's up to three questions about how, how healthy will Saquon Barkley be. Now we did find out he is going to play. The question is how close to hundred percent is he? How many touches will he actually get? Evan Engram already doubtful for a game for, for this game hosting the Broncos, but 
Jeff, I'm, I'm sorry, but you, you have a, a giant team at home against Denver who, last time I checked, is Vic Fangio still the head coach? Can you ask, answer that question for me? I think he yes. is. Is Pat Shermer still calling the plays? Sure is. And I, look, I know that it's an upgrade from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater, but the bottom line is Pat Shermer, one of the most predictable play callers in the NFL. You, like, we know exactly what, how this game script is going to go tomorrow for Denver. We don't even, this is like the one game where you know exactly how this is going to play out. They're going to be very conservative with Teddy Bridgewater. They want to pound the ball, control the clock, and they will rely on their defense to help them win the game. And to me, Jeff, this bet comes down to, do you trust Daniel Jones to not hand Denver at least one touchdown on, on the other side? And I think at least for week one, I see him holding up enough, even with a limited Saquon and even with no Evan Ingram. I know it's it's kind of a ugly, gross, uh, gross side to take here, but I do like uh, the Giants in this spot. I'm with you. With I, I'm me. with you. He's with me. I'm with you. I, Let's look, go. Look, look, look here, here's the here's the big thing. This is here's the whole crux of the issue with this line move for me. You really want to tell me when this was sitting at a point and a half the whole summer, a point with Denver. You really want to tell me that Teddy Bridgewater is a full two points better than Drew Luck? You really want to tell me that? I don't see that. I don't think he's a full two points better than him. No way. And look, I understand the Giants' offensive line is bad. And the Denver defense should be good and is healthy, especially. Bradley Chubb, questionable. That's yeah, the only yeah, issue. But, Mil- but Von Miller, after missing all of last season, is ready to go. Yes. And that is, we did, you cannot understate how big that is. But you're dealing with a head coach who... Hey, look, if the Broncos miss the playoffs, which they obviously are favored to miss the playoffs, I don't know how you justify Vic Vangio being back for year four. There's no justification. You, I agree with you on Shermer, predictable play caller. And look, the Giants' defense is really good. They were really good for a good chunk of last year, and I think they're going to be better than they were as a whole last year. The problem, the only hesitation I have is that offensive line is terrible, and Daniel Jones, as we know, is a mess. The turnover machine. If he can protect the ball, even if the Jones can get one, even even if it's one turnover and it doesn't lead the points, the Giants, I don't know, not only think cover, they win outright, Ben. I'm with you. Well, and the, I, we should also add it as, as, as long as we're talking about Pat Shermer's play calling ability, not like he can really trust Jason Garrett all that much as a well, play that's caller. Well, again, that's another huge issue. And here's it. a guy the coaching who, staff is look, a mess. Here's a guy who's a, who, who passed the ball at a well below average rate last year on on, on early downs, despite having no Saquon Barkley, having no running game to speak of. And yet he he, he didn't even pass it. Uh, what forty nine percent of the time they passed on early downs last year. What? That's inexcusable what, what, if you're Jason Garrett. So I don't know how you can trust either side. This is again part of, of me agreeing with you on on the. The, the move where it's going and thinking that there is some value to be had on the Giants. I don't want to get too much into the whole the angle of, look, you've, you've got a very emotional day for, for New Yorkers uh, in, in a number of ways, and you'll have a huge crowd, hugely emotional spot as well. But I do think that's, that's going to be, if there's a game where the Giants are able to limit mistakes and get up for this spot, it'll certainly be in a spot like this on, uh, on, on opening day, a day after the, uh, the, the 20th year remembrances of 9-11. Yeah, and, and look, for, for the, other, the other thing too, in this game, the giant, the Giants have will have Barkley. It looks like he's going to play. I'm curious to see how much he's utilized because if he has the hot hand, I wonder if they're willing to push that pitch count up for him uh, throughout the throughout. You can this make game. the case. You almost like you have the Thursday night game, week two in Washington. Yeah. If you're going to play him. You want, might as well go all out. I, and just, I, I know that there's a case to be made for you punt that you punt this week and go for the divisional game, but. 
think you got to take care. You got to take care of business when you have the opportunity. Yeah, look, if you have a chance to win the game, you got to play him. But look, it is a divisional game, and those games mean more. Right, we'll get to Jeff's plays on the other side. Get to our survivor strategy as well. Talk Sunday night football as we wrap up the show next here on Vison Bet Center. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV Sling and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vsin as we're back. Our final segment together on what's been a very fun vsin bet center. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks as well to the whole crew, Wyatt, Nick, Miles behind the glass, keeping us in line and uh, and on the air tonight. Uh, Jeff, we have your plays to get to here. Light card for me. Like uh, stunningly light cards we well, get for week one. We get ready for week one in the NFL. It, honestly, for me, it's. Your whole it's, card is Ram teasers. It's basically <laughs> Ram teasers. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a, it'll be a tough way to walk into work Monday morning. Uh, Facing the music with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum, we'll be with them uh, betting so, across America Monday if, if the Rams lose that game. So it's very simple for me. Uh, the, the the Vikings and the Bengals. By the way, there's 47 out there. If you can get 47, bet that over at 47 instead of 47 and a half. Uh, I already took it because I thought it was going to go the other direction, not down. I thought it was going to go up. So 47 and a half was what I took on Minnesota and Cincinnati over. Uh, like I said before, I, the cornerback situation for Cincinnati is a mess. Minnesota's defense, I really think, is overrated going into the year. Their average uh, the wide receiving tandem for the Vikings is, if not the best in the NFL, one of the three best. And Cincinnati, I, look, I think we saw enough from Joe Burrow in the preseason. So, all right, he's healthy. So, again, I know it was one quarter, but that's right. more than enough to get you there. And then the other one, look, the numbers the numbers are decreasing out there. There's a lot of three and a half out there. But even at minus 120, minus three, I took it earlier in the week before the minus 120s popped up on Atlanta. I think the Eagles stink. And look, I understand that you may not want to go into a Sunday where you have to get the Atlanta Falcons home laying points. I understand that. That doesn't sound fun. But they are better than Philadelphia. And like I said, I expect a big year for Matt Ryan. And I think it starts tomorrow with a big one. Also, that total's been bet up a bunch to 49. I still think that's still pretty good on the over. You can still get 48 and a half out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's still high-scoring game. So Atlanta's getting to the 30s in this game. And Philly will get points. They will get in the 31-21. But just get it simply there to All get right. the three home. I think I think I have a feeling that the Falcons are going to make your life and a lot of Falcon I'm betters. I'm sure very, they will. I, I don't I don't I think they'll they'll probably get there. It could could be a push, but I think they're going to make that a living hell for three I'm hours. I'm sure they it's will. It's not going to be a fun the, viewing experience. Ben, it's the Falcons. Like again, this thing is hard enough as it is already, and uh, I'm yeah. willing to just hop right in and be like, out first yeah. side bet of the year, Falcons. Well, we have one game left to talk about. Pretty obvious <laughs> putting up my plays, the position I'm on. But it also it leads us into our survivor strategy mm-hmm. for this week. We will flash up the graphic again here. The Circus Survivor, the entries for this week. And not surprisingly, overwhelmingly, the number one selection this week is the Los Angeles Rams. San Francisco, a very popular uh, pick, pick as well. As there you get a look. San Francisco, clearly your number two. And then people get, uh, there were some people, I know you were one of the people who had Tampa on Thursday night. That, talk about a sweat to open your yeah, season. Yeah, I'd say so. Panthers, that, uh, that is the next option. And then after that, you get into, into some uh, interesting spots. You and I both think the Texans went outright, so it's interesting to see 179 selections on the Jaguars. Uh, well, let's start with the team at the top, Jeff. The only issue you would have against picking the Rams is not being able to use them, right, for future, uh, for future opportunities. Is that why you did not... Now, take them. Do you actually worry about them losing so, the game outright? So, first off, uh, the overlay behind us 
ended up just shy of two million. So the overlay one point nine million. So uh, wow. if you're in Survivor, job well done. You have a huge overlay to deal with. Uh, for me, I, I, just looking at this, it was the way I looked at it last year too. I like Kansas City on the Thursday night against Houston. That came in easily. I just didn't like the slate. And I the one concern with the Rams is it is a new core. Again, Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback, but it's a new situation, a new offense first game against a defense that, look, the Bears' defense is perfectly good, Ben. And they have elite pass rushers. So you can get some weird things in that one. And for me, I want to save the Rams. There are two great positions. Oh, they for get the Rams. Detroit at home, right? You get Detroit and Jacksonville at home. Yeah. Which are just I, great, I understand it. I understand. Great positions. And of course, sometimes you get shocks and teams are better than you think. But uh and look, the Rams last year lost to the Jets when they were they, all, they when they were 0 13 and on their way to being the worst team in NFL history. So uh look, Ben, I, I I have no problem with picking the Rams. Uh if actually going through it, again, you can you have to be careful not to be too cute here. The other pick I would look at is again the team I mentioned in my picks. I would look at Atlanta I'd, as the other. I would have been the, was was my number two can't, behind can't Tampa. But again, that's one of those where you 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 can have a miserable well, experience like for the said, day. You know, talk about getting too cute. Uh, to me, you have to simplify this, especially early, and don't overthink it. I'm not a big proponent of. I know some people like to you plan out the whole season ahead of time. Well, we've no idea what these teams are going to actually look like. So. For me, I go with the safest thing. I don't really want to worry to me, Jeff, about will I, you know, am I going to lose the opportunity to play this team later in the season? I just want, like, it's all about surviving. You want to, you just you need a team you feel confident in winning. And I feel really confident in this, in this Rams team. Let's keep in mind, too, that we know Sean McVay with that offseason to prepare. He is an excellent coach, not only out of buys, but in this week one contest with, with the ample time to prepare. We'll also point out while the Bears defense that is expected to be the, the, the unit that carries them. Keeping in mind as well, we will see Khalil Mack likely to play, but he's he's still questionable. They've, he's been a little bit banged up, which you mm-hmm. don't want to see the fact that he's not 100% coming into the year. Eddie Goldman uh, basically not quite ruled out officially. He's doubtful of the nose tackle. I don't think he's going to play for Chicago, and the Rams come in pretty healthy. So I, I get that, and, and we obviously haven't talked about the whole Andy Dalton side of this where say whatever you want about when Justin Fields should be the starting quarterback, but for this game, He's not. It's Andy Dalton right. against a, like a admittedly pretty weak offensive line. We know the Rams will bring a lot of pressure. Bad off. It's a bad I don't, offensive I can't, line. And look, they signed Jason Peters, the 39-year-old. He's going to be their left tackle. Yeah, that's not good. I can't think of a worse pot- potential spot. Just from a pure offensive versus defensive matchup, that is the worst matchup, I think, Jeff, league-wide in, in this week one. Slate. It's it's up there. But look, again, I, I, I am a little bit concerned about the, again, I think Matthew Stafford and the Rams are going to have a great year. I have them in the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. But early in the year, especially with no preseason action for any of the starters, there's going to be problems at least working through some issues. With what you're saying is, I mean, total looking at it right now, you can get 47s. Mm-hmm. You enticed it all in a total. If, if you because we, <laughs> I think we all we all think Chicago offense will struggle. How about, for, how about first half under? First that half too. under would be where I'd look, 23 and a half, 23. Not bad. The other thing That's I'll say, too, look. with just with Dalton and, and this offense, like we saw the Bears, for all of their offensive struggles last year, they were pretty significantly better when Bill Lazor was actually calling the plays. Yes, they were. <laughs> and, like, to a pretty high degree. And you would have thought for Matt Nagy coaching for his job, he would continue that. But, I, I you know, I think it's safe to say Matt Nagy's got a, a slight ego. Maybe just a, just a tiny Lovely. ego. Well, he took back the play-calling duties. And – 
I mean, while I, you would think if you're a Bears fan, and you would hope he would take some of the things Laser did, and it was a lot of the, the common things. We talked about this a lot, breaking down the, the Falcons with Arthur Smith. A lot of the pre-snap motion, a lot of play action, which is kind of that new wave thinking of, of play callers, which gives your quarterbacks, puts them in a lot better positions. While you would think Nagy would take some of those principles, it's Matt Nagy. He's maybe the most, he's maybe the most rigid, uncompromising person we have in the NFL. And that's saying something for, for the league that we're talking about. So I don't expect him to make those adjustments. And this is it's kind of feels like a situation where you're throwing Dalton to the wolves. Nothing is expected of him. And I, I just can't see this going well for an offense that, like, if it was laser calling the plays, I'd seriously, I probably think differently about having the Rams in 8,000 teasers like, like I do this week. <laughs> I really I really would. It, it's That, to me, has enough of an impact. You combine that with the O-line. Uh, I, I think there are some, uh, some, serious, uh, some serious issues there. Uh, just to keep the survivor conversation yep. going as well, so you, we talked earlier about San Francisco, that matchup. They're the second highest team. What What's your philosophy on the road, the road team I and Survivor? I don't like road teams early. I don't like them early. As we go along through the year, yeah, I'm more willing to use them because. Also, let's keep in mind, San Francisco, they get the Texans at home in week 16, I well, want to say. Look, if, it, look, if you if can it, save them till ben, then, ben, try ben, to. Ben, if the contest is still going in week 16, I think this is going to be a lot harder than it was last year <laughs> so to get too. to the NLS if the Texans and Lions are as bad as the Jets and Jaguars were last year, which could happen because we expect both of those teams to look bad. But look, I just don't like road teams early in the year. Look, look last year, Indianapolis number one pick in in Survivor. They lose in Jacksonville week one. I'm that was my pick. Just not a fan. I had of using road as well. Teams. Yeah, I'm not a fan of using road teams week one. I uh, look, it, it, the Lions are going to stink long term. But look, week one you can get some weird things that happen. Okay, I week. look. I will say this for Detroit. I think they'll 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 play really really hard for Dan Campbell early when there's still some morale and some resolve. Now it really hurts if the best part of their team is compromised, the O-line. But I think they're going to give a good effort tomorrow. It wouldn't, wouldn't stun me if they kept that close. Uh, how far in advance, quickly before we go, how far in advance do you plan out your, your survivor? How far have you gone on that? Do you do the full season? Or are you I'm kind not, of a hybrid? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite a mall, Shaw. You're not a mall? Who, who, uh, You're not a mall in? Not, not quite, but I, uh, I, I like trying to get to the halfway point. Okay. And at least, halfway again, if you're, in, if you're in the contest behind us, keep in mind, Keep your teams available for Thanksgiving. Keep your teams available for Christmas. Yes, that is very important from the Circus Survivor. All right, well, that does it for us. We have Greg Peterson coming up next. Three more hours of VEASAN Bet Center. Happy NFL Sunday for those of you on the East Coast. As for Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 